All right, everybody, welcome to uh, BFF, Beer Fishing Fanatics. This is Granny with Mopop Fishing and... Kit from Fishing Kit. There you go. How you doing, man? Good, good. Good. So this episode, I got to choose the beer this week, I guess you can say. Confluence Des Moines IPA. So everybody can see this, or people on the radio or headsets. Look it up. <laughs> Des Moines... Confluence IPA. So this is a local brewery. Ooh, so. I actually want to say this is one of the best IPAs that I've ever had, actually. Ever? Ever, yeah. It's uh, one of my favorites, too, actually. As far as IPAs go, yeah. Yeah, well, then. Cheers. 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 Nice and hoppy, so... It's not too bad. We're we might be a beer or two in today. No, maybe. Yeah, maybe, maybe. But we'll still have a good time today. I hope so. Speaking of uh, fishing, watch a video the other day. I don't know if anybody saw the the fishing kit one where this guy freaking walked in and there were like hundreds of dead fish, right? Well, well, dozens, dozens. Sorry. <laughs> well, the video made it look like it was freaking. Hundreds, dude. That's crazy. Yeah, there was basically. I went fishing uh, at one of our local reservoirs or below the dam, and they're just you know, dead carp, Asian carp, buffalo, drum, gar basically anything that was trash, you know, considered trash. Quotes for those of you that are you know, just listening to this. At first, I thought you know, maybe somebody just threw a cast net, whatever. And then I went to another spot, and then I just noticed, you know, they had gashes in their sides or whatever. But they're just, like, thrown everywhere on the rocks. I understand that there were trash fish and whatnot, but, uh, I mean, and whoever's doing it probably is thinking that they're doing everybody a favor. Yeah. Like, yeah, you know, I'm, I'm getting rid of all these trash fish, you know, nobody likes these. But the thing is, I think a lot of people think it's, like, invasive. This is on... They might not know the difference. You know what I'm saying? Some, some, of some, the, some of the fish were invasive. Okay. Some, some were not. Like, let's say your freshwater drum is a trash fish, or at least it's labeled as a trash fish. Yeah. I don't. It. I don't think it's considered invasive. Um, and same for the common carp. Um, in, I'm pretty sure in certain bodies of water, they're they're invasive, but they're like, they're not native. But I think the term is like naturalized. They've been in our system for so long that they're kind of part of the ecosystem. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't like it when I catch a carp either. It's fun. Nah, uh, actually, actually, I had this conversation on uh, Facebook recently that uh, this guy, he was like, you know, I caught, you know, I snagged the carp, blah, 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 whatever. You know, the fight, the fight was fun. Yes, carp fight, carp fight did. You know, it's a good fight. Yeah. Because they're bigger fish. But at the same time, that let's say... Let's say you're fighting that carp for like 10 minutes. You might be, uh, you know, that's 10 minutes. You're not fishing for whatever you're fishing for. True. But in my case, beggars can't be choosers. <laughs> fighting a fish is still fighting a fish. Fighting a fish is still fighting that's a true. fish. In, in my case. So, yeah, it's a carp. <laughs> it was fun. Fuck. It's a fish. It's a fish. Did I get skunked? See, that's the thing. I didn't get skunked. It's a carp. You know what I mean? A fish is a fish. But. Going back to it, but not all of them are trash fi- or, or invasive species fish. 
So a lot of people, I saw your video, I was like, holy crap, they just left a bunch of dead fish there. What did the DNR say? I know I saw somebody was questioning, or, or I think you posted, or somebody posted, I forgot, but they were asking something about the D. What did the DNR say? I think you reached out to them. Right, so like, um, I was just, you know, like, we have Asian carp in our uh, river system, and my thing was, you know, like, even if they're invasive, is it legal to just throw them on the rocks? Because there were, like, you know, dozens of dead fish on the rocks. You know, some Asian carp, some buffalo, which, uh, don't quote me, but I think they're native. Buffalo, hmm. and buffalo aren't carp, is one thing that people get mixed up. They look like. Yeah, big, scaly, sucker kind of looking fish, but they're not technically carp. Aren't they a sucker in the same family? Sucker mm -hmm. buffaloes? I think because I, I, I honestly I, I don't know they if were. they're considered suckers. Okay, so I wasn't sure. I think they're okay. kind of like in their own family. The whole leaving a bunch of dead fish on the on the bank. Yeah, what did they say? I inquired with the DNR. You know, I was like, so I got a qu couple questions, like you know, because I came across 30, 40 dead fish on the bank. Like, is this legal? One and then if you know if if it's not legal to do that, what should you the angler comes you know you start snagging a bunch of trash fish or whatever like what do you, what can you do? And they say you either keep or return all fish to the river, invasive or not. So Asian carp, you can put it back in the river. Really? Yes. They would prefer if you would harvest that fish. Okay. You know, not throwing on the rocks for the eagles. I see that comment a lot. That actually came up a lot for the eagles or whatever um, scavengers. Mm -hmm. But you got to think about it this way. Um, these are in high traffic areas where people are, you know, going back and forth. So that, you know, eagles, they're skittish, whatever, whatever scavengers are skittish, like raccoons. You know, people are moving in that area. They don't, they don't have the opportunity to eat that fish, got let it. alone 30 of them. So don't leave it there. Don't leave it. Like what what I do, I puncture their air bladder. Those two things do is uh, the fish bleed out. Mm -hmm. and when you puncture the air bladder, that's basically kind of like how we have our, um, was it the air drum or whatever? No. It, it gives us balance. Like that's how. Oh, equilibrium. equilibrium. Yes. Jinx. Cheers. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, without their swim bladder, you know, they can't control their bodies because mm -hmm. that's what keeps them buoyant. Oh. So when you puncture that with the combination of cutting their gills, I mean, you, you could probably be fine with just cutting their gills because they're going to bleed out. It'd be like, you know, if this is going to be kind of morbid, but like if I just slit your throat. Thanks, man. It's like <laughs> the equivalent of uh, cutting a fish's gills. Because that's basically, you know, their their circulatory system goes through their gills. That's how they get their oxygen. So if you cut that, you know, they're going to bleed out. With them puncturing the air bladder, you know, if you cut their gills, they might just float. Float on the surface and then end up on some bank anyway. Yeah. That's actually okay because it'll drift up, down further river onto some remote bank that people aren't frequenting. That's where the eagles and scavengers can get to it. Okay. It'll be on some random bank that there isn't people walking around. But if it's like, you know, next to a trail where one or two people walking by every five, ten minutes, even even overnight, 30 fish, even one big fish isn't going to get eaten overnight. True. Like when nobody's there. But yeah, they say they they encourage people to harvest those fish. So I'm assuming uh, 
Because that's for Iowa DNR, by the way. So I'm yeah, that was it. Iowa DNR. Anybody who listens to this or is from different states, make sure check with the DNR. I mean, guys. There's even signs, actually. It says return. It, it, it says keep or return all, like, Asian carp, whatever. Yeah, because, like, obviously that whoever was doing it was going out there with the intention of snagging fish. Yeah. Because, you know, I don't go out wiper fishing and then snag 30 carp, gar, drums. I'll put the link, by the way, for that video here. Yeah. You see a bunch of these fish on the ground. You, you don't accidentally catch, snag that many fish. That's what he's saying. He, they were snagging on purpose, and they snagged fish that they did not want. This person could have, yeah, they probably think they're doing everyone a favor. Yeah. But it could be a little bit, bit more sinister. They could have been going out snagging, you know, what if they want to snag a walleye or a catfish? True. Or a white bass, wiper, crappie, whatever. But all these fish were getting in the way. Yeah. I mean, I can't say either way. Speaking of releasing fish. Okay, so Fishing Kid has on his YouTube channel. Make sure you guys check it. Link, like, subscribe. He... Went to a little bit of detail about releasing fish. When I say releasing, I'm talking about the bigger fish. Now, I am like every other fisherman. I love to eat fish. I catch and I keep. I'll, I'll tell anybody I harvest. Now, since fishing with this guy, I've learned to be selective in my harvest now. I've, yes. I've been very vigilant in regards to what fish I keep, size, and everything. So I, I've probably in the past, I would say honestly, probably in the past six years, I've, I've really turned in regards to the type of fish, size, and everything that I keep. So that said, tell me about what are your thoughts and behind of in regards to the size of the fish, what kind of fish, release-wise. So why, why is that a good thing? How does it help? All right, so first off, this is just my opinion. I'm not a fisheries biologist. I, let's say I go and catch a 10 pound wiper, you know, I'm going to let that fish go, you know, and if I see, if I see somebody catching that 10 pound wiper, I'm just thinking like, oh, I hope, I hope he lets it go. <laughs> and then he, and then that guy throws it in a cooler and I'm like, oh, why? I mean, it's his right. It is. It is. But. But I'm not saying you can't keep fish. Okay. Think of, think of it this way. Like the fish. Let's put it in a pyramid. Out of 200,000 fish, all right, at, the, at your rear bottom, you're going to have your most numerous fish. And what, 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 what size is that fish going to be? Small. Let's say your white bass, your you know, 6 to 10 inch fish. That's, your, that's, your, that's the majority of your, I guess, biomass is one way to put it. Okay. And then, you know, as you go up on that pyramid. They get larger. They get bigger, but the numbers of them shrink. Okay. And when you get to that top, like that very top of that pyramid, you know, you're 10, 15, let's say even 20, you know, that 20 pounder would be that one fish at the very top. You take that fish out, you know, I mean, sure, it leaves an opening for that spot, but how long, you know, it takes a while to replace that one fish. Like if you take a fish out from that bottom rung at the very bottom, it gets replaced easy, like next year. Right. Yeah. No, I, that's a great way to look at it. I, I didn't look at it that way, but it it makes sense. Like like I was saying, the past couple of years, I I I've been more vigilant in regards to the type of fish and what I kept. So I yeah. think it, it it totally makes sense. I think because we've seen a bunch of lakes here where 
the type of fish, the size of the fish, you know, they dwindled down. And the reason being, I, I believe it's because of the harvesting. Everybody has been keeping or harvesting just whatever they catch, no matter the size. Yeah, they this, don't even care. This is probably going to be an unpopular podcast. This is, yeah. People don't like it when you tell them what to do with their fish. And, and this is the thing. We're not telling you what to do. I'm not telling you. You I, can keep fish. I keep fish. But Randy well, over here keeps fish. I keep fish. I yell at him sometimes. And he yells at me. Certain fish. He, he does yell at me all the time. But, man, I got, a, I got four daughters. Yes. I got to feed them. They love crispy fish. They do. But That's why I brought some uh, catfish fillets, you know. I mean, nuggets. Kit was saying, you know, just be selective. It, it, it is a touchy subject. You paid for your license. You get to keep whatever within limit size you know amount you can keep whatever you guys want but if you love the sport of fishing correct and that's why you were teaching me in the past couple years if you love the sport of fishing if you want to catch the bigger fish there's a there's a reasoning behind the madness and i guess you can say right so you release the bigger one to get bigger like I'll, i'll put it this way the whole pyramid thing you know those those bigger fish they're not as common so when you take one of those out it it takes out from that bigger pool mm-hmm. and then and it also takes a while for for a fish to get to that size here's another thing the limits people are like you know the dnr you know they didn't put these limits in but you know is if it's legal it's okay but <laughs> you know what's another thing that people don't like is when the government comes in and tells us we can't do something that's true if we can't regulate ourselves, then the government's going to come in and do it for us. And nobody likes that, do they? Oh, you know, if, if there's a problem with me keeping all this fish, then the DNR will change the rules. Is that what you really want, though? No, we don't. But, but yeah. So, in other words, guys, use your best judgment. Practice selective harvest. If we can't regulate ourselves, and then the man is going to come in and regulate us. Well, I, I don't know that... Took us on a down spiral <laughs> or us, but no, it it's it's a very touchy subject. It is. And that's why I wanted to talk about it because that's I remember I literally rewatched that video. I think it was you posted that what like a year, two years ago, whatever. I think two years ago. Actually, um, somebody commented on one of my videos recently. See, at the end of the day, you pay for your license. It is a free country, and it's as long as you're within the legal limits he could but if we can't control ourselves then the man's gonna come in and control us yeah i agree with you and nobody likes that that guy he was like you know he talked to a dnr guy the dnr guy said you know wipers wipe that's that's the fish in question because there's no limit here in iowa like there's no size limit there's no bag limit but if you look at the surrounding states there's a reason they're yeah they have limits so you know that's why that's the draw of iowa no limit. Very true. Anyways, that guy, he was saying, you know, he talked to the DNR. DNR said the wipers are plentiful and most people don't catch that many. But then when you go down to Red Rock and see guys like hauling 100 quart coolers and then also keep a trophy, what I would consider tro- like a fish. 10 pounds. Ten, yeah, 10 pounds is a definite trophy. But I haven't seen a 10 pound fish in a while. Like before, like I, I would bring that number even down now because my biggest one this year is probably like nine pounds, eight and a half, nine. And now I'm starting to be like, you know, I don't want, pe- this is just my opinion, but you know, that number is going down. Like before, like, you know, 
fish under 10 pounds, whatever, keep it. But now I'm not seeing those 10 pound fish. I mean, at least they're not as common. I haven't seen one because a few years ago I caught like in a week two fish over like 13 pounds and I haven't seen a fish over 10 pounds in like two years. I mean, sure, I'm just a small sample size. Like I said, though, just use your best judgment, I think is probably... If you catch a monster and you want to put it on a plaque, this is the thing, too. A lot of people don't realize you don't necessarily have to take the fish. Replica. Replicas, yes. Replica. If you, if, what do you call those? Um, taxidermists, right? They do replicas. Yeah. Some some of them, that's all they do. They, they only do replicas. So a lot of people don't know this. This is the thing. You don't necessarily have to take that specific fish that you caught to get it mounted. Take you good pictures. Measure it. Take good pictures. And they can do replicas. And you release that fish for... A 10-year-old to catch it. It's an opportunity. No, that's why when you were telling me, because I am that guy. I was keeping a lot of fish. Actually, my whole life. I'm not going to lie. My whole life, I keep fish because I love to eat. And they never go to waste. But your reasoning made sense. It, it just comes down to ethics versus, like, or ethics versus legality. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. But like I said, man, you, we all pay for our... Our license, you, you get to keep as long as you're within the limit. But just use your best judgment because, like you just said, in the future, you want to catch a 15, 20-pounder, maybe let go of that 10-pounder so you can catch it. That Just just a thought. Odds are that 10-pound fish that you caught, somebody let it go when it was like 5 pounds, if not less, if not a little bit more. Yeah, you never know. And it's a, it's a, it's a touchy subject. It is touchy, but as you can tell, I'm, I'm passionate about this. We could talk about this all night. I know. <laughs> I know you can, but but that's why I brought it up because I, I I think it's it's good to bring up, and the reason being is because some spots you see smaller fish, and you see and you wonder why the DNR brings specific limits, and there's a reasoning behind their madness because I think, like you just said, to keep the ecosystem in line intact, a specific limit, so then people don't take that amount of a, a certain fish species of fish, so. Because it's food for another fish. Right. And if you keep taking that one out, then it's, it's a domino effect. So I, and that's why I totally get it. But I just brought it up because I saw that video. I know it's a, been a while, but I know you're passionate about it. And I appreciate that you uh, helped me kind of see the light. Yeah. Showing you the way. But I still see the dark side. <laughs> I still got to eat. I still got to feed the kids. Yeah. So You take, you know, a couple, five, six, seven, eight bigger fish home. But then when you have a cooler... Of them, and then you also take a 15 pound fish. I'm like, eh, I might say something. So, FYI, I don't catch coolers. I don't have that great of fish luck, by the way, everyone. So, everybody knows. Don't forget, the um, before the DNR makes any changes, that takes time and money. It, it's not just like, oh, oh, our white bass population is kind of low. And then, like, boop, oh, next day, no more, no more unlimited white bass. Well, anyways, cheers. Yeah, cheers. On, on to a more uh, light, uh, lighter subject, I think. Yeah, well, no, we'll, we'll, we'll just end it here because um, we'll talk a little bit about kayak fishing. Oh, we'll yeah. go into that next week. And Fishing Kit, YouTube, if you guys haven't checked it out, he kayak fish. I used to until you, you go back and check my interview out. The reason why I don't kayak fish anymore is because I freaking fell on my ass. <laughs> 
It's. I mean, that wasn't the reason why I stopped. But it, it might not be his choice either. Yeah. Next week, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about kayak fishing and and how that how this guy does it. What does he catch? Pros and cons. We'll we'll talk all about that good stuff, and then uh, we'll we'll definitely have a, a couple more guests to join us. I'm thinking uh, I have a guy who does kayak fishing that can join us, and uh, he can go into more detail of, of his ways to kayak fish. I guess you can say. So, thank you for joining us at uh, BFF. Until next week, we'll see you then. All right, see you guys. Mm-hmm.